I ended up going to a concert, I think, and it was in New Jersey. And he just, yeah, I had been to other concerts before, you know, good concerts, but he just kind of, the whole thing just really blew me away, like how good he was. And it wasn't even, it was the songs, but at that point, I didn't really know even every song he was playing in, in the concert. It just, the way he um, I controlled the audience, he was just, just a, sh- a showman. I mean, just knew how to uh, front the band, just knew, you know, that was Giant Stadium. So it was a huge crowd, you know, 50,000, whatever. It wasn't an arena. And just how he really kind of just made it seem like a small space. And years later, right before he died, I think, or a few years before he died, Prince did an interview and he said something like he enjoyed watching Bruce Springsteen perform. And he, Bruce Springsteen would do things in concert that he only saw James Brown do. Um, Prince had said that and it you know I kind of un- understood that because you know you, you see him live and and he really is just a master showman Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusty Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and uh, we are recording a chilly December morning uh, here in Dallas. Uh, how is the weather there at your place, Joe? Uh, it's actually a little warmer today. Uh, okay. I'm in Sandy Hook, Connecticut. Um We've had a little snow earlier in the week, and it was very cold, but yeah. we got a little warmer today, so we'll see how long that lasts. Well, that's very nice. Well, yes, Joe Nicoletti is joining me from the beautiful state of Connecticut. I am so thrilled you got up early on a Saturday to visit with <laughs> me. Uh, tell us a little about yourself. I was see, born in the Bronx, uh, grew up in Westchester County, which is for those that don't know, uh, the county directly north of New York City. I uh, grew up in Westchester, the suburbs, um, and uh, now live in Connecticut. I'm married, have um, a wife, two children, and uh, in addition to being a big Springsteen and the E Street Band fan, I love politics and pop culture and television shows and the Yankees and eating uh, food. I like food. And because I eat, I tend to work out a lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Just a suburban dad living in the suburbs. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Well, great. Well, uh, we always like to start at the beginning. So talk about growing up there, uh, in the, uh, you know, North of New York city, what kind of music did your family listen to? Were they musical? Uh, Well, it's interesting. Um, my father was a professional musician uh, for a lot of years um, uh, in the 50s, probably the 50s, you know, late, yeah, probably 50s, early 60s. Um, he had a, a band, not like famous, famous or anything, but in the New York City area, you know, they, they had a bit of a following. Um, they, you know, recorded some, uh, so, you know, some 
some albums, some songs. Uh, they were even at one point, I probably, oh, I don't know, maybe 58 or 59, they were on American Bandstand. <laughs> um, so we were, we, with that being said, I wouldn't say we were really that musical. Um, my, uh, at growing up, I was probably more into collecting baseball cards than I was into listening to music. My sister, who uh, is about five and, a years, five and a half years older than me, was really the one that was kind of, you know, the, listening to the radio. She knew the top 40. She knew all like the current, you know, the current bands, current artists at the time. Um, I have memories, you know, she was older, so she drove. We, I have lots of great memories driving around with her um, and she would throw in the eight track tapes and into the car and we'd listen to a lot of Michael Jackson, um, Donna Summer, Billy Joel. Yeah, basically at that point, it was probably late 70s so you know a lot of that music um and uh you know I I kind of liked music and I listened to music and but I wasn't like a fanatic about it and I certainly had no knowledge at that point of, of Bruce Springsteen um it's funny you say were we musical so growing up we weren't I would say that musical of a family as we've gotten older uh, we've had, you know, plenty of like family get togethers, uh, where my father will grab his bass still with us. Thank God. And 92 years old, knock on wood. Uh, my father will grab his bass. Some of his friends will come with, with their instruments, a guitar and accordion, and then they'll sing, you know, for, for the gathering. And we've had lots of sing-alongs and, and, you know, uh, people taking solos in the kitchen at 1.30 in the morning, you know, things like that. So that's kind of, things have gotten more musical as the years have gone on. But as a kid, not, not really, not, not so much. Um, uh, and that is until I, you know, discovered uh, Bruce Springsteen, of course. Yeah, so <laughs> it all what, changed. what was your, uh, what was, what's your father's name? Uh, his name is also Joe, Joe Nicoletti. Okay. Yeah. If, and the name of the you, band? If you go on YouTube, um, okay, which is what I was song, going to do, it's, um, the the band. There was a band, the Gumdrops, and there's a song called "You're the One." Okay, that I didn't even know was on there, and then a couple of people kind of reached out to me and said, "Hey, this song is that your father?" Um, so my it's a very catchy tune, "You're the One" by the Gumdrops. You'll find it on YouTube, and it's funny because that I warn you if if anyone listens to that, it'll kind of. Uh, stay with you and you'll be humming it one of those day. earworms uh, yes yeah, absolutely yeah so um but uh so yeah so he you know was great you know he was musical you know um and it just kind of was one of those things I was doing my own thing and then kind of years later I kind of you know got into my own music and, and stuff um but uh yeah it's 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 kind of funny because people will always say that to me oh your, your dad was a musician you probably play every instrument and or, you know or or can sing and uh yeah, yeah no kind of none to all of that <laughs> you know what i'm thinking is and you know maybe your dad you know it was his job so he didn't bring it home right like a lot right, of yeah a lot of a lot of us as parents or, you know, uh, spouses, you know, try to keep our home life and our work life separate. So that may have been his thought is, you know, hey, well, music's my my day gig. And yeah. then, you know, it could be. And and he was never one to like 
pressure me. Like, you know, I remember as a kid, I played the clarinet in school mm-hmm. and I kind of hated it. He didn't let me quit. But, you know, after the year was up, he didn't force me to continue. Right. And, um, and, you know, so he was always good in, in, in that in that way. Um, he kind of let me do my own thing, kind of like me and my son. I have a daughter who's I, I'm a big sports fan. My daughter is a senior in high school. She's a big athlete. Plays yeah. trash. She's big, good, good at track and field, good at basketball. Uh, I also have an eight-year-old son. You know, no interest whatsoever. I right. tried introducing all the sports to him. He's tried it. No interest. I'll try and get him to sit on the couch and watch the Yankees. He'll do it a little bit, but he tells me, "Yeah, I'm just doing this for you. Yeah. There's no interest on my part." <laughs> you know. So you know, everyone's got to do their own thing and you absolutely know, do what interests them. So that that's no problem. What um. Just you just had an interest in collecting baseball cards. And well, so- no, I mean not real. I was kind of just I, I was a baseball fan. Yeah, I was just okay. saying you know that's probably something I had more interest in at that time. So yeah, not Who, not a, a yeah. Who yeah, was ahead. your Yankees? I take it Yankees yeah, always. Yeah, sure. Yep, Yankees. Yep. And uh, uh, who was your favorite Yankee growing up? Uh let's see. Well, let's see. I I really got into it in like the mid to late seventies. Okay. And they were winning championships then. So, I mean, there were a bunch. I mean, probably you know, Thurman Munson was probably the big one. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, Thurman Munson. Yeah, Bobby Mercer. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, those, those are probably the, the two, you know, at that time. And then, of course, I loved Don Mattingly. And then, I, you know, the, the later years when I was older. But yeah, all the later years with Jeter and O'Neill and Bernie Williams and, and those guys. So, uh but yeah, probably as a kid, Thurman Munson. You know, it's it's always interesting because I I I think um, I was not a sports fan growing up. My family was not a sports family, right? Like they didn't have a team. You know, he you know my father had no interest in sports whatsoever. Neither did my mom. So I was a casual fan in college. Uh, I got a roommate who loved the Saints, and so I would watch mm-hmm. the Saints games with him. And uh, when I first married Linda, she loved the Houston Oilers. So we would watch a little Oiler game. (laughs) And so when I moved to Dallas in 86, I kind of made a joke. Well, hey, now I can cheer for the Dallas Cowboys and it's legitimate. I'm living in the Uh city. And um, and I did not understand how big sports was in Texas. Right. Like the the Cowboys and, you know, and all the different colleges and the passion that everyone has, whether you're an A&M Aggie, you know, a Texas Longhorn, you know, uh, a Baylor Bear. I mean, just this, this back then it was the Southwest Conference. They loved it. And so my son grew up, uh, he was born in 89, is quick to tell you he was a Landry baby. Uh, you know, he was born during the Landry administration, like only, uh-huh. oh, you know, the like last it, years, right? The, yeah, fun, the right, final yeah. years like, of the in Landry fact, He was born in February. So like two weeks later, <laughs> Jerry Jones bought the team. Um, and so I always think of that, that um, the Cowboys either love them or hate them. And, and I think the closest to baseball is the Yankees. Yeah, right? sure. You either one, love one the, the Yankees or you yeah. hate them. Right. And so it, it's kind of fun. It is. I know that as a Texas Ranger fan, it was very satisfying for us when we made that first World Series to beat the Yankees. Sure, you yeah. Know, to uh, you know, to see a Rod, you know, be uh-huh. the last out was just kind of there. There is right. a wonderful, um, <laughs> wonderful sports rivalry, and and I'm going to get back to Bruce. But I, what I always think is funny is 
you know, I've had so many people on and especially from the East Coast. So, you know, I have Giants fans and the Washington football team and, and especially the Eagles. And they're always like, I can't believe I'm friends with a Cowboy fan. I'm like, yeah, I know. Bruce transcends everything. Right, exactly. He does. Yeah. And I always tell people, you know, Bruce is a big Yankees fan. I always yes, like, he is. <laughs> yes, he does. You will see um, him do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, um, a couple of years back, I, I went to a uh, Yankee Rangers game in Texas. Yeah. Um, and, it was it was weird. It was one of those things. My wife had a business trip out there, and I we had a young. My daughter was very young at the time, so it was I didn't have a lot of time to spend. It was like literally in and out the same day. But uh, the Yankees happened to be playing on like a Saturday night, and she was there over the weekend. And I like basically flew in Saturday morning and flew out Sunday morning to get yeah. back to my daughter. But uh, yeah, the people there. I remember um, everyone was so nice. It's it's the the. I've been to some stadiums around the country and it seems like for the most part, people, um, you know, New York can be a little rough sometimes, but when you get out of New York and people are so nice and I remember everyone was like, just, it was just, it was so nice. And um, it it was like a rain delay at one point at the end of the game. And we were just chatting with everyone and talking and, uh, and it was just a, just a nice night. And then it's funny, the Rangers ended up walking off the win in the ninth inning so that everyone was happy, Not, not me, but. Uh, but it was a good, good experience. And I remember seeing like um, that month, that gigantic uh, <laughs> football yeah. stadium in the yeah. distance. <laughs> yeah, the Jerry <laughs> like, World. Like yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, that was something that, uh, you know, that, I don't you know, know if they were playing there yet or or, or but it was definitely built yeah. and it looked amazing. Yeah. It was something. Yeah, it looked amazing. I, I so um so you're a Cowboys fan. So um, that have you been to a game there? Uh, yes. Um, and, and listeners, I promise we'll get to Bruce. But um, I love this story. I love this story so much. When it was at Texas Stadium, we would try to go once a year. And it was a lot less expensive. I mean, it was expensive. Sure. But, you know, you could, um, you know, you could tailgate. And the tickets were within reason. I mean, they were, you know, I can't remember, but it was, you know, $50, $75 a ticket. And there would be a bunch of us going and we would go. We actually went to one Thanksgiving Day game. That was our Thanksgiving celebration. You know, we went, we've always wanted to do mm-hmm. that. Chris did. Oh, and sure, yeah. So we went. And so then when, um, you know, uh, Jerry world as we call it, or, you know, the death star, uh, but AT&T <laughs> stadium, you know, came on and just expensive. I mean, you know, hundred dollars to park, uh, sure. you know, just the cheapest tickets, two fifty. you know, unless you want to pay tickets for like a hundred bucks where you stand all game. Uh, yeah. so we just never had, and I was working for a small company, um, that sold, Christmas trees and other Christmas door decorations. And also they did franchises, the decor group, uh, where um, they would franchise different companies to put up Christmas lights. It's like if you're a landscaping company, we teach you how to do Christmas lights on the off season. That way you didn't have to lay off your crew. You could just switch, do Christmas lights. And then when the, you know, January or February comes around, you put the crew back to working landscape. And so the jones family uh called and wanted to order a tree for the star the new you know their their new facility that's in frisco texas which my son has toured and says it's absolutely amazing 
Um, and when they got it, they called back and said immediately, we ordered too small of a tree. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, got it. And um, the person they talked to said, uh, well, there's nothing we could do. Once you open the box, we will not let, we can't return the tree. It's, you know, it's open. We can't do anything about it. So they ended up escalating to me. And I'll be honest, Joe, I'm like, this is the freaking Cowboys, you know, like, <laughs> sure. Have you even taken the tree out of the box? No, we haven't even taken the tree out of the box. I said, okay, tell you what we'll do. You bring it. So we can bring it in. I said, okay, you guys bring it in. We'll replace it with a bigger tree and you guys pay the difference. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. So we did that and, and uh, the sales guy kind of chastised me, but I was like, look, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, I just think it's the right thing to do customer service. Forget if it's even the Cowboys or not. So um, they, uh, Gene Jones, personal assistant called me and says, I just want to thank you. I said, Hey, look, I'm just going to tell you, my son and I are huge fans. You know, we watch every Cowboy game together. Uh, Even when he was in college, you know, he would call me and we would watch together and stuff. That's great. They're like, okay, well, keep an eye out. We want to send you a little thank you. And so our, I didn't tell Chris because I was like, I don't want to get his hopes up. But sure enough, we had a, uh, you know, we had a courier bring it. And uh, it was uh, tickets to a Ravens game. And they were lower level i mean we were like four or five rows from the field uh we were looking to go in and and he just heard me and he just said yes sir uh we were looking there's this huge line to get in and all of a sudden chris looks at like i we're allowed to go to a different gate and sure enough we went to a different gate and it was the vip gate and we went in and it was the whole uh it was the whole whole thing i mean this is a lower level and chris has gone to a couple other games with like a buddy a buddy of his will say um hey i've got an extra ticket do you want to come and he's gone but he said never he says you and me are never going another game because after right, you've sure. been first class you could not go again <laughs> that's right exactly yeah yeah it's like seeing a concert right you're in the first yeah, row and then you exactly know, yeah you, you kills it uh, so um our perfect weekend, and he was talking about that, is we would love to, and this would never work out, but he says, I want to go see the Mavericks play in Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. watch the Cowboys play the Giants, and throw in a Springsteen concert somewhere <laughs> in there. He says, that sure, would yeah. be the greatest trip ever. Because uh-huh. <laughs> we were, we went to the show, um, one of those shows <clears throat> in the River Tour, where he was playing the Met, you know, there at Met. Uh-huh, and uh, and we were really impressed with the stadium and, uh, yeah. you know, great sound system, the mm-hmm. open air. It was just really beautiful. Now, you mostly baseball guy. Are you a football guy at all? Yeah, or? I'm actually um, I like the Giants, but I'm re- really more of a Jets fan. That, that's kind of yes. so the fact that I'm not like a huge Giants fan. You know, I, I, I don't like hate, hate the Cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, it's funny just to, not to go too much on a, on a tangent. I think when there's teams that people hate. I think it always kind of makes it interesting. Like even like I'm in the New York area, well, actually kind of into New England and, you know, the Patriots obviously are are big. And as a Jets fan, you know, you hate the Patriots, but it's always kind of fun. Like even if the Patriots are in the Super Bowl every year, it's always fun. It made it more interesting because you had a team to root against and you're really hard. Exactly. Yes. 
you know, so it's always like when you have kind of, you know, a villain, so to speak, yeah. it's always makes it more interesting rather than having oh two teams in a Super Bowl that, oh, you know, eh, whoever wins, whoever wins. Yeah, so exactly. Kind of, we, I think it adds to it. But yeah, yeah I'm, but, I'm kind of a Jets fan, unfortunately, and you know, not much to not much good news there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we, we get it. We understand. And uh, well, good. So let's talk about it. When did you discover Bruce? And if you can tell me what about him spoke to you? Sure. Um, well, in the mid 80s, I got my driver's license and I started to drive. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously, you know, like any young guy, you want to put the radio on and you sure. know, play something loud. And in, at that time, you know, that 84, 85, whatever it was, I mean, you, know, you turn it on the radio and, and pr- pretty much, you know, Bruce Springsteen was, you know, going to be on a lot. So um, I heard a lot of his music um, at that point. I think I had only, I mean, I heard of him. I knew that he had this great reputation. I knew that people loved him. I knew that he had this great reputation as a live performer. Didn't know too much of the music. I think maybe I had heard born to run and maybe like prove it all night. Those are the only songs I had ever heard in my life up until the mid eighties. So then born in the USA came out. And uh, I listened, you know, it was on the radio all the time. I ended up getting the album. Someone, I ended up going to a concert, I think, and it was in New Jersey. And he just, I had been to other concerts before, uh, you know, good concerts, but he just kind of, the whole thing just really blew me away, like how good he was. And it wasn't even, it was the songs, but at that point, I didn't really know even every song he was playing in in the concert. It just, the way he, I controlled the audience. He was just just a showman. I mean, just knew how to uh, front the band. Just knew, you know, that was Giant Stadium. So it was a huge, you know, crowd, you know, 50,000, whatever. It wasn't an arena. And just how he really kind of just made it seem like a small space. Um, And years later, right before he died, I think, or a few years before he died, Prince did an interview and he said something like... um, he enjoyed watching Bruce Springsteen perform and he's Bruce Springsteen would do things in concert that he only saw James Brown do. Um, Prince had said that. And it, you know, I kind of un- understood that because, you know, you, you see him live and, and he really, um, you know, is just a master, you know, showman. Um, as far as what really got me, I would say, the, I think the writing, you know, the, just the, the, the lyrics are so, um, you, you know, just a whole, whole find a little way to, to just throw something in there that just really brings you back. You know, it could be just uh, like, you know, the screen door slams or, or the, the one of the songs, you know, the light is slicing through the blinds. Yeah, there's certain things that he does in his writing that to me really speaks to me and, and evokes emotions. Um, as far as, um, just to, along those lines, the, the one song that probably after seeing him in concert, I said, okay, I got to go back now and get all the albums and listen. And, um, I think the first one I got was born to run and I'll never forget it. It was, it was jungle and, um, everything was so, you know, West side story-ish and very, uh, just, 
I wouldn't say Shakespearean, but it definitely, it, it was so lyrical, that album. And I remember the line in, in, in Jungle Land, instead of him saying, you know, there's a traffic jam out on the highway and kids are fighting in the alley. You know, he, he said the line, you know, there's an opera out on the turnpike and there's a ballet being fought out in the alley. And that was kind of that, to me, that was like, you know, the line that I think really, I was like, oh, wow, this guy really writes in a different way. And that, that was kind of the one song. I wouldn't say it's my favorite song, but it's kind of the, that that moment I remember saying, wow, that's this, he writes like really different. Now I, so then I kind of, you know, really got into it and then went all the way back to readings from Asbury Park and then kind of went forward and, you know, ever since then. But I always enjoyed the lyrics. I mean, obviously he's a great performer, great, um, you know, the, some of the songs are, are, you know, not all written in that fashion, but, uh, I, I think just, I don't know, the writing, I've always enjoyed the writing as much as the, 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 um, the music itself, which, sure, which that, I also enjoy. That makes a lot of, lot of sense. Um, you, you mentioned, you were kind enough to say that you've listened to a couple of shows, so you know uh, my um, kind of preface I always ask, but I, I do think it's important to tell people that, you know, we, I am a firm believer that the amount of times you've seen Bruce it live is not a fair barometer of how big of a fan you are. There are people who have never had a chance to see him. Sure. There are people that have seen him hundreds of times. Uh, but for the record, have you, you've mentioned seeing him, but do you keep count of how many times? Yeah. I mean, it's been, I mean, I'm not in the hundreds or anything like that. I think about, I think, I think I'm at 11, 11, maybe okay. 12. I think I'm at 12. Yeah. I so basically from born in the USA, I tried to catch him, I've actually had a miss a tour or two, but yeah, I'll try and, you know, at least twice each yeah. tour, sometimes the beginning and the end, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, a lot of times he'll play Jersey, like, you know, a ridiculous times in a row, like 15 times in a row. So, you know, we'll hit the, maybe three of those shows, something like that. But yeah, I mean, it, it yeah, I think I'm like maybe 13. Yes, I haven't kept an official count, but I'm, I'm not, I'm in that, you know, maybe 12 or so. Okay, 12 or 13. good. Um, yeah, I've seen some good ones. Any favorite shows? Any favorite uh, stories from shows? I think, let's see. Uh, I saw the first show back, or at least the first show in the United States uh, when they did the reunion tour. So it was Jersey. It was the first show back, first show that everyone had, you know, the East Street Band was back. And I pro it went, and it was at the arena at in New Jersey which is right next door to where Giant Stadium was. So it's, you know, it was smaller, maybe, I don't know, 15,000 people, but it was so loud and people were so like hyped up and just, you could actually see when the band walked on the stage, like a couple of them kind of just like, you know, putting their hands over their ears. It was so loud. And that was just seeing them back together after all those years where, you know, a lot of people felt that maybe they wouldn't perform again ever. So that was kind of a good one. Um, trying to think think uh i saw he did a show uh that the proceeds went to the christian air and car foundation in madison square garden i think that closed the tour or maybe it was the second to last show of the tour with um um the other band you know, <laughs> in the in the early 90s you know the non street band um and that was fun because that was kind of very loose and he played a very long time and uh he had a lot of guests. Um, uh, that was a good one. But one other one that was a fun one. I actually went alone to a show once. Um, okay. I had tickets. My wife, for some reason, couldn't go. She was away. 
it was late summer, maybe August or something. For every friend I knew was like unavailable, and I had these two tickets, so I ended up selling the two tickets uh, and got just one solo ticket, but like a really good seat. And this was in New Jersey, so I sold it to this woman. I guess guess a girl. I don't know, twenties uh, or something. Um, and I, you know, I really had it was the day of the show. Had to get rid of the tickets. I, I gave her a good deal. She was really happy. So she. Um, I show up to the show and to meet her, to give her the ticket, you know, this is before the days of emailing things and texting. Sure. Things. And she gave, gave me this bag of like, probably, I don't know, 20 or 25 CDs of all like bootleg live shows. Oh, wow. And uh, so it was, it was like great for years. I like listened to these things. It was, yeah. it, was it was great. And, um, and so I'm alone at the show. And um, at that point, um, they would set up, it was the summer, they would kind of set up a beach thing outside with volleyball and everything. And people would kind of tailgate all day. And I kind of ran into these people from, from England that traveled from England to see the show. So I had said, oh yeah, I'm here alone, blah, blah, blah. And then, so basically the whole rest of the network, not when we went into the show, but the whole, the hour or two before yeah. the show, they were bringing me beers and I was playing volleyball oh, with them. They were talking about England and talking about, you know, asking me questions. And it was just, uh, you know, a lot of fun, like just hanging out with these, oh, these that people. Oh, that does sound from, fun. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've, yeah, I've seen some good ones. I think I have a lot of memories of um, trying to see Bruce in Jersey, like in a bar, like when that you think he's going to show up. I have one sure. quick, quick story. Please. Um, yeah. Fred, we were, I was seeing Bruce at the Madison Square Garden. Um, uh, on a Saturday night, it was towards the end of like that 92 tour. Um, and he had an off night on the Friday night and Clarence Clemens was, was performing in a bar, uh, or it might've even been somewhere in Atlantic city, maybe one of the hotels. He was performing in a bar with his band the Friday night and everyone in the world, I, called me, they got tips that Bruce is definitely showing up to this show Friday night with Clarence. So all my friends, we drove down there Friday night. We're there. We get there. The whole place is mobbed. Everyone expects to see Bruce. And of course, you know, Bruce doesn't show up. And it's Clarence. But it was still a, a fun show and yeah. everything. So, um, and uh, it ended up being, that was the night that Bruce, it was Letterman's last show on the late show or late night. And yes. Bruce popped on with him in the glory days. So anyway, that's where Bruce was. So anyway, but everyone was like, the whole place was filled. I kind of felt bad for, for Clarence and his band because it was obvious, like everyone, so many people were there to, because they thought Bruce was going to pop in. So, but anyway, so slept over that night, drove back the next day and then saw Bruce the Saturday night at, at Madison Square Garden. But I have so many memories of friends of mine who supposedly got the, the, the quote unquote tip. Oh, he's definitely showing up this night at this bar, this night at this bar. And, it, and I never been so lucky <laughs> yeah um but you know what maybe one of these days who knows <laughs> well and and i think one of the things you have to do is um yes it's exciting to think about that but um you know kind of that's a bonus right, right like yeah. if you can if you can they you get a chance to see Bruce great but if not you know enjoy the band that is there sure absolutely, and kind of that, yeah. That, yeah that makes sense yeah did um tell me a little bit um 
about, you know, favorite albums, um, you know, other things, you know, maybe favorite songs that mean a lot to you or, or your family? Uh, you know, it's funny. The, the albums kind of move around and rotate. Um, okay. You know, I'll have a favorite one at one point that I tend to listen to a lot and then I'll go a couple of years. I don't listen to it. Um, yeah. You know, I think uh, it's funny. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll put a song on that maybe like didn't really resonate with me in the beginning could be a song that was you know maybe 10 he recorded 10 years back and then i'll listen to him like oh this is a really great song like like hunter yeah. invisible game is a song that uh i never really paid much attention to and then i think i heard it maybe i heard it live or so or, or something and yeah and i'm like wow this is like really good and, and so i'll listen to it a lot um yeah favorite albums it's tough because yeah it's it's kind of i mean if i born probably born to run or, or darkness if i had to kind of pick two but that really you know there's so many that i like i love magic love the rising love yeah you know some of the early early stuff sure uh songs yeah it's funny i there's not that one song um i mean it's it's really me i wouldn't say my family because um my wife tolerates him <laughs> okay yes you you have a mixed marriage like i do yes yes uh and that's for a lot of reasons a lot of different reasons um uh she'll she's gone to some shows uh with me um mm -hmm. she's kind of um uh is is a little bit more um politically to the right than me i'm, I'm more okay. a little bit middle of the road okay she's a little bit to the right and i think bruce kind of annoys her with her politics although i don't okay. really think bruce really maybe in later years he has but for the most part i don't think he's out there you know uh preaching from the soapbox that much but yeah for yeah. whatever reason you know that that's her her feeling um uh so she kind of i would say you know is not a huge fan but you know she's enjoyed some of some of the shows and uh -huh. um but yeah the, i would it's weird there's not like one song i mean jungle land's always a great song because i always that that was probably the one that yeah that me in. reminds you of why yeah. you loved it so much yeah but i mean there's just so many i mean like um i mean the, it's just so many i mean it's i can't like pan it down sure. to, to no one. no i there's understand so many great ones yeah did um you how about the your children you mentioned one's a sports fan one's not where are they in the bruce uh, um well it's funny my daughter is all into you know the whatever the bands are of the day i mean it's yeah. I, I wouldn't say she's a huge huge music fan but you know whether it's taylor swift sure. or or you know whoever it is you know she's she's even listened to some country you know and she's gotten into country a little bit um yeah and she likes that and then I'll always tell her, you know, hey, you know, Bruce Springsteen's done a lot of songs that are kind of countryish, and and <laughs> yes. <laughs> now my son is very musical. Whole, whole. Yeah. I listen in the car a lot, and he, and you know, he likes to listen to just music, and he likes listening to Bruce Springsteen. He he sang a lot of the Western Star song. Where he'll hum it during the day. I'll hear him humming like yeah. Tucson Train or or Western Stars. Or he's funny. He actually remember songs you know there's a lot of songs even songs that aren't even like that maybe i played once or twice that he heard like uh sure. he'll go around at one point this is he probably hadn't heard the song in months and he'll, he'll go around and he was humming rocky ground 
you know like, oh how fun on rocky ground rocky and yeah. it's like and he's eight and he's pretty fun i mean he's i don't even know how he would remember that but i must have played it at one point or heard it at, at one point so yeah he's, sure. he's definitely will will enjoy bruce and will will you know actually knows some of the songs so um much more than my daughter so i was going to ask you um do what were your thoughts on letter to you and uh you know western stars yeah i uh i love them both um western stars i actually uh i thought it was beautiful uh, especially the, yeah. the um the film with the, with the orchestra oh, i yeah. actually brought my mother to that um she is in, enjoys music and and Mm-hmm. I knew my wife probably wasn't going to go with me, yeah. <laughs> but I said to my mother, I said, you know, there's this new album out. You probably, you're not going to know any of the songs, uh, but you know, he plays it with this orchestra and it's at a barn and you might get a kick out of it. So she's like, yeah, sure. I'll go. So she, she went, you know, she's mm-hmm. 85, uh, yeah. you know, but she enjoyed it. She loved, I mean, she, she enjoys music and, and she um, uh, definitely enjoyed it and thought it was beautiful. And I think she was, even got the album after that. I think she got the film out, the film version of the album, but she loved it. She loved everything about it and, yeah. uh, you know, loved all the songs. So I, I did, yeah, I did enjoy Western Stars. I love the uh, kind of that, there was that California pop sound a little bit. And then it was, also, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And then kind of the, uh, yeah, got that, yeah, just the, the Western sound. Uh, Let it know you. Yeah. I haven't listened to as much, but, but definitely, you know, I, I, I actually have that album and, yeah, I, I enjoy it. Um, it's uh, it was great, you know. There was that Apple TV special uh, yes. with the band, and that was great. Just seeing everyone, seeing them all together, and yeah, they they sounded good, and it was it, I I yeah I enjoy it. Uh, and even that, that's one. My son will kind of go around. Um, I'll see you in, in my dreams. He'll go around. I'll see you in my dreams. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's, yeah, he once he hears something, he's he's very musical. So maybe the thing with my father skipped the generation and went to him. But oh, yeah, that's kind of uh, cool. Yeah. Uh he, he will will uh yeah, he likes you know, at that age though, it's one of these things where um you can never listen to anything straight through. It's kind of like, um, okay, if he likes this one song you have to play that one song like over and over and over and over again. It's not like, okay, let's listen to the whole album. He's like, no, no, let's play this one again. Play, you know, uh, uh, he, what's the other one from that? The, the, Oh God, I'm drawing a blank. The, the, what it was, uh, the older song. It was if one I of was the older a priest ones. Or... Yes. That yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. loves that one. And that was one of the ones where we would have to just like play over and over yeah. and over. <laughs> That's great. That, that's oh, yeah, wonderful. He, that was that one. That was great. I like that one. Yeah. <clears throat> Good. Well, um, what what are songs that you haven't got to hear live that you would like to? Um, I have never heard Jungle Land live. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, you know, I just and I know he went a, a while without performing it but then I, I know he performs it i've never heard that one live um trying to think what else yeah i i think uh i always loved um uh the the uh fade away mm-hmm. like i i don't think i've ever heard that one live i love i enjoy how he sings that one live uh but yeah i think 
Yeah, Jungle Land and that one, I probably have, have I've never heard, and I would like to hear it. Maybe Drive All Night, you know. But yeah, and then of course, you know, the ones that he like never plays, you know, yeah. from the early years, you know, of course, a lot of those. But yeah, I, I those are the ones that jump out, and of course, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to them. Hopefully, going on the road at some point and playing a lot of the all the new stuff. Yes, Can't absolutely. Ghosts, right? Ghosts should be yes. fun when he finally plays that. I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, that that will be great. Yeah. What What about you? Have you are there songs that you anything on your wish list that you haven't heard yet? Um. So I was lucky enough to go to Broadway, so I got to hear the mm-hmm. Wish, which was one of mm-hmm. my wish lists. Oh know, yeah, it's a great listen. song. Yeah. Um. You know, I I would love to hear because I grew up in Louisiana. And uh, my college, where I, I spent two years and then dropped out, but um, the Cajun song Jolie Blanc is the McNeese State University fight song. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay. when they score a touchdown, the band plays Jolie Blanc. Uh-huh. So, when I heard that Bruce had covered it, I now that is my wish to hear Jolie Blanc live, right? That cover song. Um, you know, and then uh, similar to you, uh, you know, there are songs from tracks like I'd love to hear Lion's Den, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, from The Promise Ain't Good Enough. Um, I was, I came this close to, um, I love This Is Your Sword, you know, mm-hmm. from uh, High Hopes. And he was going to open the show in Houston with that. And the story is Tom Morella reaches over right before they're going on stage and says, hey, this is Houston. And so they scratch that and open with Steve. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and oh, the, what makes me sad is not only was I chasing, you know, this this is your sword, but the last time he played at Houston, he opened with seeds, right? Because mm-hmm. there's that line, Houston town, right? Yeah, sure. And I was Houston like, okay, we, we've already done this, Bruce. Give <laughs> right, me my <yeah>. sword. <laughs> and uh, it's so funny. Is it that much? Is it really a song that much about Houston, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, yes. It's not so, like it's, you know, streets of Philadelphia or I don't know, something right. where it's really prominent. That's and then, funny, though. Oh, we, um, we also had this joke. Um, I think it was in Nashville. Uh, there was a sign and the, um, the young man said, you know, this is my 19th birthday. Can you play the river? Mm. And so my buddy, Sam's like, has he listened to the river? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like just because it right. mentions 19th birthday, sure, I don't know right. if that's the song I would ask <laughs> to celebrate my birthday with. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully him and his girlfriend did not have a similar fate. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. Um, anything I haven't asked you that I should have? No, Any think, stories uh, that? Yeah, we've covered a lot. I mean, I, I've, I've, um, you know, through the years, I've um, seen, uh, you know, a couple of the other band members. You know, I saw a small intimate show that Nils did. Oh, that's, um, that was nice, I'm sure. And he, yeah, it was actually just him and I think his brother, uh, him and his brother, basically uh-huh. two guitars. It was like a, like a, uh, one of those intimate small places, like yeah. where you just have a little dinner and drinks and there's tables around, not big at all, very small. Reminds me almost like, 
the the place um, that like the Partridge family would always like have their yes, shows in. If exactly. you remember the show, yes, I do. <laughs> but yeah, he was amazing. He was great. I mean, he. I mean, the things he could do with the guitar uh, was was amazing. Uh, and in such a small, intimate setting, was like really nice. And yeah. um, and then I went to Conan in the very early years of Conan O'Brien. I think his first year, I went to one of those show, one of his shows. And uh, I was sitting right near Max Weinberg. So I kind of got to watch him, uh, you know, do his thing. And I kind of, after the show, he was kind of just, everyone was just dis- disappeared. He was packing up his stuff. And I was going to go up and say hi, but, you know, I didn't want to bother him. And right. uh, so I didn't, but he probably would have been, been nice and chatted. But it was just funny seeing Max, you know, you see him so much, you know, from the other view. And this was, I was directly kind of in back of him and watching him and, you know, yeah, even that, that was yeah. just a lot of a lot of fun, you know, seeing it in a different type of a setting. Yeah, well, um, I same thing. Um, Niels came to uh, the Kessler here in uh, the Dallas area, very small venue, um, and it was just him. And it was the show where his van was broken into oh, right, and all sure. his guitars were stolen, right? So uh, he was playing on borrowed guitars and um, it was just him on stage. Um, and, you know, he, he played a lot. He did have like a, some kind of synthesizer or something, you know, that would play a few songs, recorded music. Mm-hmm. And then he had a meet and greet afterwards. Just he just, just sat in the lobby and just oh, everyone great. stood in line and got to talk to him. And I got my picture taken and, you know, um, he he. Uh, I rightly so, but I gave him a card going, Hey, I do a Springsteen podcast. Uh-huh. He goes, Oh, thanks. You know, you, you know, Mike, I, I have publicity people to handle all interview requests. Right, sure, like, yeah. okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. And he, yeah. But he was really nice and everything. Uh, so that's good. Anyone, who else have you seen? Let's see. Uh, from, from, from the band or, yeah. or, uh, let, let's yeah, see from the band. I have seen anyone, uh, yeah, so Clar- I never saw Steve, saw Clarence, Nils, Max. Uh, I think that's it. I believe, yeah, that's that's it. I know, you know. Yeah, we saw uh, we saw uh, little Steven when he, the first leg of his, you know, soul tour here mm-hmm. in Dallas, and, and we had a great time. And uh, the night before, he was supposed to go to the... Um, house of blues and do a um no it was yeah it was house of blues to do like a live you know little steven underground garage and they ended up um there was a birthday party there this huge birthday party so they didn't let him perform um so he and the band were all there just having dinner but he 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 went around and anyone who wanted a picture he took it and so i have a picture with him there uh funny story right it was me (laughs) and another fan and we were both standing together and he's like oh do you two want a picture and she immediately like oh we're not together and steven looked at me like okay sorry you know (laughs) it's like no no no, that's okay uh um, so uh yeah that's good i i really wish jake doesn't tour he's not been to texas he you know he's Mm -hmm. done a lot of europe and he's done the east coast but i would love to see his show yeah and max the same thing he doesn't his right that that thing yeah and he's been local here like a couple 
you know, yeah. a couple of towns over, not far. Um, yeah. And yeah, just having that. But I, I'm sure that's that's a lot of fun also. Absolutely. Any final thoughts before I get to the very question? No, just wanted to say, you know, I've been working remotely at home since this whole thing started, probably since last March. So it's been a yeah. you know, year and a half, over a year and a half. And, you know, you kind of go stir crazy, um, especially when no one's in the house. You know, when it's during the summer, kids yeah. are around and stuff. But when they're in school and the house is empty, you know, you kind of go stir crazy. So I just wanted you to know I've enjoyed. I kind of discovered your podcast that way. I needed to have something on but where I could still do my work. And I kind of came across your podcast and I, you know, listened to, you know, a number of the interviews and it's, you know, always interesting. And I've enjoyed the, the conversations and you have some uh, interesting guests and, uh, you know, just wanted to let you know, I, I, it's been, uh, it's been a good uh, companion yes. <laughs> as I've, uh, as I've worked. So I, you know, keep doing it and hope you have, you know, many more. And I, I look forward to, you know, listening that is very kind of you. I appreciate it. It is truly just a lot of fun. Uh, just, and, and I just, you know, I love talking to people and I love everyone's different stories and how there's a lot similar, but there's also everyone's unique. Sure. And yeah. so it, it's always a lot of fun. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, and it. I mean, you've, yeah, you've had people like, you know, very young people, yeah. uh, you know, and, uh, you know, a big range, you know, I, I yeah. people that don't, aren't, aren't citizens of the United States and yeah. young people, older people. It's been, yeah, very, uh, very interesting, um, to, you know, to, to listen. And, and uh, yeah, there's always yeah. more people to talk to. And then, you know, as, as he continues to release more stuff and, right. you know, there's always more stories and, and stuff. Yeah. And, and I'm sure people, I know, I, I think I had recommended someone to you that I thought would be a great guest. Yes. And I, 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 um, I'm sure people probably do that all the time. They, like, they you know, do. Suggest people. And it's so nice. Like um, when I, I spent a really miserable year um, selling life insurance, I just wasn't very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you're always prospecting, right? When you sure. work insurance. And so I said in podcasting a little bit, I'm always prospecting, looking for guests. Yeah, and sure. uh, my buddy, um, in fact, one of my best friends, we had dinner last night with him and his mom, but um, I, I talk about him all the time, Sam, and I'm just always like, Sam, you, you know, you and I talk about Bruce all the time. You're a huge Bob Dylan fan. You need to join me. And he says, look, you know, um, and he quoted Kevin Pollack, uh, the comedian, said that at this point now, um, your friend asks you to be on a podcast. It's like your friend asks you drive them to the airport you're like you really don't want to do right. it and so i said okay i won't ask you again but luckily most people just seem really happy to visit right they're sure. like oh and yeah great yeah people like to talk about themselves and talk about things that they enjoy and, and are interested yeah. in so it's funny i have a friend who actually um he has some podcasts but he actually produces podcasts Oh, nice. Um, and he actually op- he started to open up like studios across the country where people can go in and, you know, have do their, their podcast. But they didn't want to do it at home, like if they wanted yeah. some maybe hand holding, whatever. Um, but it's funny. He's always of the belief, like every single person in the world should have their own podcast. <laughs> he yes. thinks that, you know, like that old the old adage, um, everybody's got one book inside of them, one novel. Yeah. He feels that everyone, you know has something that they're they'd be good at and and whether it's for their business or whether it's you know personal or or whatever there's he thinks everyone in the world um but you know it's it's 
certainly, um, you know, there's some interesting uh, ones out there. And, well, uh, you know, I do agree. And, you know, I, I talk about this a lot because I get a little bit of pushback. Oh, you know, I'm not interested. I, I'm not interesting, you right, know, and, sure. and I, and I, I, I really stress to people, look, you know, I firmly believe every Springsteen fan's got a story mm-hmm. because each of us, you know, have had unique perceptions and, and, and experiences. And, um, and, you know, it, some episodes may go 30, 45 minutes. Some I've gone, you know, two hours, I've had to break them up in half, but, you know, and I'm always very, very pleased that almost everyone at the end says that was so much fun, Jesse. I, I just sure. had, and and a lot of people will go, um, you know, I I'm so glad because my significant other is tired of hearing me talk about Bruce, so I get to talk to someone <laughs> who actually wants to hear my right. stories. Yes, is uh, yeah. So absolutely. All right. If you have been, uh, if you joined us because you're a friend of Joe's, I hope you've enjoyed the conversation and I hope you check some other episodes out, but um, I end every podcast with the Mary question. And what the Mary question is, is Jay Armstrong, who, by the way, has a brand new book out, uh, Bedtime Stories for the Living. Uh, And I just put an episode out having him talk about his book, but he was an honors English teacher and in the Philadelphia area. And two days, he would take his seniors, and they would spend two days during the school year breaking apart Thunder Road, looking at all the lyrics, talk about the themes, talk about the imagery Bruce uses. And at the end of the two days, he asked his class the question, does Mary get in the car? So, Joe, that is your question. Okay. Does Mary get in the car? I am an optimist. Okay. So, I... And my belief is yes. Um, okay. My belief is that they are two similar people uh, in similar circumstances. And um, I, I believe that, yes, the, um, he convinces her to, to get into the car. She wants to get into the car and she does get into the car. So that's, that's I love my it. answer and I'm, I'm sticking to it. Good deal. <laughs> Very nice. If, if Joe, if someone wants to reach you, what's the best way? Um, I am on Twitter. I'm trying to think of, I, I'm, it's Joe Nicoletti, but I, I don't even know what my Twitter might be JJ nickel or something okay. like that. I don't know, but I'm on Twitter, Joe Nicoletti. I'll I have look a whole it up probably, yeah, I might have, I don't know, a whole, I don't know what I have. 50 followers, maybe. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we can get you a little bit more of that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. And uh, great. Um, this has been so much fun. I, I yeah, appreciate I've it. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, let's hope that uh, Major League Baseball gets their blank yes. together. And we, you know, it was funny as a Ranger fan, right? They spend sure, yeah. so much money. In fact, they talked about that it's almost as much money as they did to buy the team, the ownership with this four yeah. signings they've done. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they were kind of like, we had to show that um, as a franchise, we're serious. Sure. And so they kind of maybe overpaid for a couple of players, but right. overall, they're all fairly young. They all have a good history. And so that was kind of a nice uh, thing. And then, of course, 
you know, we get a lockout. It's like, right, damn sure. it, the Rangers right can't you know, win. The way this thing goes, this will drag on till spring training, right, before or, yes, or you absolutely. know, close to it. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it was, yeah, it is exciting. You know, Yankee fans mm-hmm. were hoping they'd do something. They're kind of sitting on their hands. Yeah. And now they kind of have to, but uh, yeah, it's, it's it'll it, that's interesting. You know, it should be. Uh, they definitely made a splash there, the Rangers. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so look forward to. You're right. Hopefully, they'll get their act together, and we'll have some baseball to talk about. Absolutely. And I show it is at JJ underscore N I C O L. Okay. Is your um, at least that's what it looks like. The picture looks like you. And yeah, it me. says avid Yankees, Jets, and Springsteen fans. So unless there's another guy, no, named that's Joe, <laughs> yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, listeners, please stay safe. Go get vaccinated. Go get your booster. Remember to uh, social distance. Remember to wash your hands. And let's all be good to each other because that's how we're going to go through this. Joe, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank we'd you, love Jesse. to have you on. I'd love to have you on anytime. Uh, I don't know, maybe in the next summer, in the middle of the dog days, we can have a baseball talk or something. Absolutely. Definitely. All right. Thank you, listeners. Thank you, Joe. We'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. This podcast would not be possible without my wonderful group of patrons. I want to send a special thanks to John Munson, Mary Thomas, Terry Smith, Dale Hosick, Andrew Goddard, Stephen Malio, Alex Samada, Anna Lynn, Chris Bloom, Holly Mack, and Captain America, a.k.a. Steve Rogers. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Your support means the world to me, and you are forever in my heart. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, said Listing Bruce. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.